On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Crime and Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend, Ben Ruba. Hey, Chris Christopherson was also in one of those Pee Wee Big Adventure movies. There we go. That brings us back to our last episode. Check it out. It was on the great Waylon Jennings. Yeah, Waylon. As we do in every episode, we talk about musicians and crime and true crime committed by musicians. Crime. Yeah, yeah, no, I stuttered. I, I, I don't want to have a technical issue. You got me all nervous about that. Hey, we didn't have any technical issues last episode. We got to make up for that today. That hopefully will not happen. Yes. But every other Wednesday, he and I bring you a true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures into law-breaking. And our new search term is music history. We rank number 11 in podcasts under music history categories. So we, thanks, guys. Keep it up. We did then. Now I don't even know. When you're listening to this, we could be number 10. Oh, we might be 10 or yeah. 9. Yeah, or, or 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 less, two sixty three, or better. Who knows? Or, so if you like done. that, if you like that sort of thing, tell a friend. We've hit most of our states except for the dreaded state that shall not be named, uh. and Alaska, Hawaii, Vermont, and New Hampshire is a little slow. But everybody else, man, we got them. We got them all. So thank you for sharing with your friends and uh, share with more friends. Just try to get it around the world. There's got to be something wrong with that state. Like I'm not saying actually wrong with them but i mean maybe internet wise they don't own internet there might there must not be wi-fi there yeah is, the internet doesn't go there yet. must be lo-fi they'll get it someday and when they do share it and if you've listened to the show before you know who we're talking about you know who we are. can we get somebody like if you listen to our show from that state can we find out who they are like literally who they are and call them up and congratulate them we'll play some music <laughs> for them no. And they can be, we can't try, we I'm can't stalk not. them like that. Nope, I'm afraid not. It just tells me someone in a state downloaded our show. All right, we if you if you listen to our show from Wyoming, you hit us said up. it. You're not supposed to say it. No, we can name Wyoming. We can't name. We all <laughs> we do have two people we can't name. Those who shall not be named. Those who shall not be named. You know who you are. You're listeners. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Mister and Mrs. <laughs> You're narrowing it down too much. Stop. They'll know. Oh, to married people? Kids are smart. They'll know. Stop. Oh, um, yeah. Um, you're going to get us in trouble. All right. Kids are so smart. Are you ready to play Guess the Guess? Wait, no, I can. Do you got? You want me to do it or you got it? Okay, so I didn't look at the thing. I don't know who it is. No, I didn't even write it this time. <clears throat> yeah, so. last time I knew. I, was, I don't know if I would have gotten it or not, so we're not counting that one. This is the, that was a test. That was a a mistake. I didn't give you enough credit there, buddy. I'll just be honest. I didn't think Ben was smart enough to look at the screen. Ben knows words. (laughs) He knows all the words. So good at words. But not so much. You went to college? You went to... Yeah, both days. (laughs) I've been to a college. I taught college. All right, ready to guess the guess? Yep. Here we go. Guess the guess this week. Nicknames. Nick, nickety names. Dionysus. 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 No. Nope. Dionysus or Nysus? Nysus. Alright, no. The erotic politician. Is it Ace Freely? No. Nice though. That's the spaceman. Space Ace. <clears throat> yeah. 
this is a, this is a gimme right here. It's also an anagram for the guy's actual name. Oh, it's a guy. <laughs> Mr. Mojo Rising. Jim Morrison? Hey, he did it. Woo. All right. Um, we don't have cheers. I'm going to stop you right now, Brian. Also, the last guess would have been the Lizard King. I thought I would have gotten. There you go. Um, I'm sorry. This Say is, this it. Is no, terrible. let's do this it. This is terrible, Brian. Honesty with our with our. I'm going to leave now. Why? I can't. Jim Morrison, I can't. Oh, I hate Jim Morrison in the doors. Dude. I do. <gasps> I need a puke bucket right now. I'm going to spit. I'm going to puke. Yeah, well, that's what that's. I'm going to spew, eh? That's Ontario so, yeah, for throw up. So I used to like Jim Morrison and the Doors. Uh oh. Back happened? during high school. Used to listen to them on cassette tape. I like their bass player. I even read a book. <laughs> I'm a the, book. This will be with great. Paper. <laughs> this will be great then. About him. All right. And and uh can't do it. And it was about that time that movie came out. Oh, Remember yeah, the yeah. movie? Yeah, who was yeah. who was yeah, in the movie? Uh I don't know. I didn't I don't like the doors. <laughs> Whatever. So <laughs> I wa well, I'm over at Scott's house. Sure. We're eating some cookie dough. Sure. Do not blame the cookie dough on this, by the way. No. Uh, well, that, We're watching this movie. Eggs. We're watching this movie, and it's just kind of a freaking depressing movie. Oh, yeah. And it's getting deeper and deeper into the movie. And about the end of the movie, you know, the, 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 the climax where everything kind of comes together toward the end of the movie, whatever's happening. I've, I'm now getting don't, a don't, headache. No spoilers, dude. I'm getting a headache. No spoilers. And, and I don't feel good. And I and I and I go into the bathroom and I Ralph. Oh no! Just spew. You threw just up because of the movie. I'm like, ugh. And I came out of the bathroom. The movie is over. I felt better. <laughs> and have I? And ever since the then, over. ever since then, this is like the this is like my brother's story with chili. It's the for, chili incident. This is right. a chili incident. Chili Instead incident. of chili, insert the doors. The doors. For me, the Jim doors Morrison. Movie. Don't like it. Who was that actor? I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know either. All right. All right, Jim Morrison. Hey, he's a topic. He was a poet. He was he's yep. he's buried in France. Uh, no spoilers, bro. No spoilers. I'm he's just saying. buried in France. People don't know. Well, they probably know he's dead. They don't know he's dead. If you know who he is, you know he's dead. He hasn't put out a lot of new stuff lately. Are, are you looking him up? What yeah, are you doing? Uh, just that movie. Go ahead. No, I know you got a lot of talking to do here for a minute. So Decem- you know, I'm so I'm so good with the computer. You're good at this. Yeah. December 8th, 1943, born James Douglas Morrison in Melbourne. Melbourne? Florida, USA. Hollywood? Pa- Florida. <laughs> to Clara Virginia Clark and... Val Kilner. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Val Kilner I knew it was somebody. Morrison. All right, well, you guys, just imagine Val Kilmer with long hair. And, and Meg Ryan and, was and, in And shirtless. I don't and know who she's going to be. She's probably the... I know this story. Pamela Corson. Was oh, it? yeah, okay. That makes sense. Is that the girlfriend? Yeah, don't wreck it. Put it away. No. Yes, put your phone away. Right, who's Roger Carriger? Oh, my God. Go ahead. Rodney Carrington. No, put your phone away. I'm not. You are not. <laughs> you, are, you are. All right. He's got his uh, mom, Clara, and his dad, though. This is important. you got to pay attention to this. Okay. Who's his dad? Rob. No, his dad is Rear Admiral George Stephen Morrison of the United States Navy. Wow. There, that's why I wanted your attention. That's like a real thing. Right. That's an officer's role. We'll get there. It's the Gulf of Tonkin comes in, too. So, uh, James is of Was Sc- he? Where did he fight at? The Gulf of Tonkin. Is it over in the Japan's area? That got us in the Vietnam War. We'll get there. You're jumping ahead. This is why we don't allow phones here. It's James. An iPhone. It's an iPhone. 
James or Jim. Uh, we're going to go with James. James is of Scottish, Irish, and English descent, uh, and his dad commanded Navy forces during the Gulf of Tonkin. That sort of led us into the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War. James is the oldest of three kids. Is that when the French got out of it because they couldn't handle it, so we took over? We. The, the, the U.S. peoples. Uh, we. No, that's what I'm saying. That's French yeah. for yes. Uh, oh. he, had, he had a younger brother and a younger sister. You know what that's like. He had Ann and Andrew. Uh, James was a military brat. He started out in San Diego. He finished third grade at Fairfax, uh, Virginia. 1952, Rear Admiral. Night divides the day. For a guy who doesn't like it, you know why. Try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Hey, a dog Break came in to visit us. Break on through. That's because I didn't shut the door. Hi, so dog. The official mascot. You're easily distracted now. Yeah, no, go. James, James Jim Morrison. 1952, Rear Admiral was stationed at Naval Air Station Kingsville, Texas. Uh, it's between Corpus Christi and Harlingen off U.S. Route 77. Yeah, Corpus Christi. That's on the Gulf side. There you go. No, there's only really one ocean-bearing side of Texas. I don't think you call the Rio Grande, <laughs> really. <laughs> it's really not the ocean. Uh, James went to Charles H. Flatow Elementary School in Kingsville there in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I knew that. He then attended St. John's Methodist School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, after that, he did sixth grade in San Diego, California. Yeah, he did move around. Army brat. 1957, James goes to Alameda High School in Alameda, California. Uh, he's a freshman and sophomore there. There He did a couple years there. 1961, June, James graduates high school from George Washington High School in... Vermont. Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, that's pretty close. A couple years earlier, Mama Cass, so the mamas and the papas graduated from there. Oh, yeah. It all ties around, my <laughs> man. Yeah, she 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 had a bad ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that'll kill you. Nice apartment, though. Oh, check, yeah. Check our previous episodes for Mama Cass's apartment. Yep. James's senior year, English teacher had a quote about James. It said, quote, Jim read as much and probably more than any student in class, but everything he read was so offbeat. I had another teacher, who was going to the Library of Congress, check to see if the books Jim was reporting on actually existed. I suspected he was making them up, as they were English books on the 16th and 17th century demonology. Wow. I'd never heard of them, but uh, they existed, and I'm convinced from the paper he wrote that he read them. And the Library of Congress would have been the only source. Uh. So they found them? Yeah. So did you hear about this school down south in the Bible Belt that it's a it's a like a, a Christian school and that has a library. Like we're you know, we kinda grew up and went to a Catholic school. They took all the Harry Potter books out of the library. Yeah, I just read that. Yeah, this morning. because the the incantations and the and the what would you call them? The spells, spells. Yeah. are actual you might, Spells yeah. from like the 13th and 14th century yeah, that might can summon, summon a demon. demons. Yeah, you might summon a demon. Just uh, don't just Ooh. err on the side of not summoning demons. I really don't want to summon a demon, so we really should. This uh, I have a rock right here. Actually, this bottle, Ben. This bottle keeps away tigers. <laughs> it seems to work so far. <laughs> you don't see any tigers, do you? <laughs> I'll sell it to you. All right, that's proof. Let's, that's proof. Let's put it into legislation. Everybody should have to carry this bottle that I sell. Do you have stuff in the bottom of that? There's a little bit left. I don't know. No, I meant like there's oh. some. Sediment? No, sediment. No, I think it's. I'm just looking at the. Some. Oh, the underneath condensation? The, yeah, condensation. Alcohol sediment? Yeah. <laughs> Those solid alcohol yeah, Brian's molecules. drinking again. He's having another a little bottle of margarita. I'm a margarita. It's like the. And I got Irish Guinness. We're quite the pair. Yeah. We should mix them together. 
That would taste nasty. <laughs> Speaking of bad things, James moves in with his grandparents in Clearwater, Florida. Man, Florida. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Florida Man Challenge. Just, just saying. Just don't do it. Uh, he went to St. Petersburg College there as a junior college. Hey, they're getting hit by a tornado down there right now. Big don't, tornado. Don't time stamp the episodes. It could be. Uh, it was not. They get a lot of tornadoes down there. That's true. Hurricane. Hurricane. Not Water tornado. spout. Water tornado. <laughs> Water tornado. But uh, angry the sea was that day, my friend. What's the name of this hurricane? I don't know. Again, don't date the don't date the show, bro. Katrina. <laughs> wow. Yeah, actually, I'll take that. That's some credibility. We've been around since Katrina yeah. and Sandy. Well, hey, I felt old the other day. Had dinner with my neighbor and her uh, granddaughter's um, boyfriend was there with the granddaughter. They're twenty, and he used to live down in Florida. And he's telling us about when they when he lived down in Florida, back, Katrina. Back in the old and days. And the things he remembered about Katrina. He was four or something. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm old. I remember that story. Yeah, we had benefits for you. Your lives were tragic. Ugh. We had to raise money. Ugh. What was the one that hit the Superdome? Was that Katrina? I feel like it was Katrina or Sandy. Uh, all right, go ahead. 1962. Back in Florida, James transfers to Florida State University. FSU. Go Hurricanes. Tigers. I feel like it's the Hurricanes. But I, I Vols. That's Miami. It's the Vols. It's the Vols. Uh, Tallahassee. He even starred in a recruiting film for FSU. He was like, hey, come to Florida State. Hey, man. Hey, man. September 28, 1963. James is at an FSU football game. Well, he's tailgating, right? He's having a good time. Got a couple beers quote was he had more than his share of wine <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was wine and uh he starts making fun of the football players starts heckling them that's stupid <laughs> he's like hey better 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 <laughs> hey, swing uh right and so then starts in on the crowd it's like you people morons look at your stupid fools watch the stupid game you guys are dumb just this little skinny wimp making fun of football <laughs> people yeah because yeah, right. there's not enough testosterone you got to get them going first <laughs> right right so uh, so the police are called, right? But before they catch him, James steals an umbrella and a police helmet out of an unattended squad car. Why an umbrella? Like the window was open. Maybe it was raining. Oh. Maybe it was a hurricane. Maybe he just grabbed two things. He had two hands. He would have sold three things if he had one more hand. <laughs> uh, he's charged with disturbing the peace, uh, resisting arrest, and petty larceny. All right. He's in trouble from the get-go. Well, he's a college kid who got drunk at a tailgating thing and, you know, Got popped by the cops. Sometimes they'll throw you in the back of a cop car for no reason. That'll happen. Sometimes you can just get up and leave. That'll happen. Check They're not there. the best cops. James paid a small fine, and uh, charges were dropped. All right. January 1964, James moves to L.A. to go to UCLA. Okay, La La Land. He's in La La Land. You know, these two schools have in common? I do not. They got some great looking women at these schools. <laughs> I mean, did he go to did he go to uh, beach any, schools any down in Arizona or I no? Mean, he's some he's of these schools. I'm just saying that's southern women, huh? Well, it's the south. They don't. There, it's always warm. Hey. Nobody's got to worry about packing a turtleneck. That's true. More spaghetti string, you know, tank tops. It's true. Yeah, I heard a horrible comment about. Never mind. We won't even go there. <laughs> So, January 1964. Self-restraint on Brian's part yeah, that is was, admirable. That was great. Uh, he moves to L.A., goes to UCLA. Here's something. I put a star by it, so it must be something. Oh, August 2nd, 1964. Uh, James's dad, Admiral, Rear Admiral, uh, commander of the carrier. He commanded a carrier division during the Gulf of Tonkin incident. That's happened on August 2nd, 1964. What that had to deal with is there was a real, one real and one fake report of contact between a North Vietnamese ship 
and U.S. ships. And so it was like, hey, we've encountered a North Vietnamese battleship on the water in the Gulf of Tonkin. And then another one was like, yeah, so did we. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we're in the Vietnam War. <clears throat> so uh, it was probably that simple. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Look into it, guys. This is not a history podcast. I, I wonder, I wonder if that ship and that and that armada, like, he commanded more. He than commanded one ship. a fleet of <clears throat> yeah. carriers. So, like, the aircraft carrier division was under him. So, when we were getting out of Vietnam, there were a bunch of people that were in Vietnam that were on our side, and all the North Vietnamese, all the communist Vietnamese, Vietnamese. Wow, that's my favorite food. Is Words the are so for good. Words are hard. Um, they all started rushing all these embassies, and we're trying the to Russians. <laughs> we're a little involved. They're the so, north, they're the north side. So we're we're now helicoptering people off of um, the the buildings and flying them out to these ships. Really? Yeah. Well, we're trying to rescue people that were on our Wasn't side. Wasn't that Iran? No, no. This Cooper knows movie, it, it, the last few George days. Clooney movie about that? No, no, no. Uh, Three Kings? No. I don't know. That's Wahlberg. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm really glad to so be. So, anyways, in they, they 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 ship these people off, and they're then they're landing on these uh, these carriers, and they've I mean they can't go back. They're done, and they needed to get more helicopters in. So instead of like taking the helicopter, go get another load because we had plenty of helicopters. We had no. Okay. They just pushed the helicopters off the side of the ship what? after the people got off because there was no way for the next helicopter to land, and there was no way. Let's say the pilot. Got back in the helicopter. He had nowhere to go. That was the time-saving thing was like, here's the plan. I know it sucks, but we just got to dump these helicopters. There was nowhere. If they, if those helicopters then un- empty uh. their load. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he got himself. He got himself. And they and they took they, they, they took back <laughs> off off the boat. Yes. But there was nowhere to go friendly in Vietnam at the time to go land the helicopter and, like, salvage. No, they just pushed the – it's pushed it off. It's true. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't want to start a whole thing, but I feel like there's some efficiencies to be made in the 80 quad billion dollars we spend on defense and the government you, contracts. You think? You don't think a $300,000 <laughs> toilet seat's worth it, Brian? I, just, I don't know. I've never, I haven't sat on it, so I don't know. I'm not in a nuclear submarine for eight months at a clip. Dude, but there, there were, there were some coffee cups that were being, that were being charged. The U S government were buying these coffee cups or something. Yeah. They're like $20,000 a piece. Oh dude. And that's just one thing you heard about. Not that's to just get into one it, right. story that came out. Your your girl uh, that'll incite a riot. Your girl AOC was talking about these clutch discs or something like that that cost oh, yeah. fifteen cents to make and we're charged like three hundred dollars per and we buy them in cases of a thousand or ten thousand. She's like, what the hell? This is a seventeen dollar or seventeen cent clutch disc. Why what? Clutch disc. Like why is there a clutch disc in Congress? What is happening? <sighs> you know, I don't disagree <laughs> with her vibe, <laughs> but. Whatever. Change is These good. are the politicians we have now. <laughs> These are the people we vote in. Change is good, right? From the top down to the bottom. Right. Well, not politicians, but poets. Let's get into that. James concentrates on English and poetry and theater while he's at UCLA. And he goes to, uh, he actually graduates from UCLA's film school. Mm. Mm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. James made several short films while at UCLA. Pornos. His roommate, Max Schwartz, maybe, released one called First Love. Hmm. That sounds like it might have been a porno. Might have been a porno. <laughs> Summer of '65. Uh, James is living in a Venice beach, right? He's on the beach. He actually lives on a rooftop of his buddy's house, Dennis Jacobs. He's yeah. like, 
I'm going to sleep on the roof and not pay you rent. And he's like, I, okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're asking any questions here, James. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, friends were saying Jim lived off of canned beans and LSD. That was the time of the year, or the time of the time in history. That was Venice Beach, huh? Venice Beach, California. That, that's where they got, is that Muscle Beach? Muscle Beach. Yeah. Did you just scratch your head instinctively to no, flash I the biceps? Trying to think. I'm trying to think what's the name of the Ben's Santa Monica Boulevard me. goes right down there somewhere. Ben's doing power moves. Santa Monica Boulevard. All right, Alanis. Was that Alanis? No. No, that's Cheryl. what's her name, Shell Crow. Yep. Uh, it's rumored he wrote lyrics for many early door songs while he's sleeping on that roof. Well, he had a, according to everything I know, in a movie I puked to the end to. <laughs> He, he was a poet. He didn't write songs. He just wrote poetry. Well, he wrote Moonlight Drive and Hello, I Love You, Sitting on the Roof. Listen to his lyrics. They're not that good. <laughs> wow. All right. They're well, not. We'll get there. I mean, we won't, but you'll understand more about the lyrics in a minute. But right. he does. He's a poet, like Ben's saying. Ben's, you're, giving us, you're giving people the right facts. He was a, a writer, uh, uh, artiste. I don't think he was ever a singer. Not really. That's I mean, even know. his vocals are... Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Hello, I love you. Do you think they used a Moog? I think they had a Moog. Uh, yes, we'll get to his his Moog and his t- keyboard playing because he doesn't play a lot of instruments ever on stage. But we'll get there anyway. With fellow UCLA student, we're ahead of ourselves. Ray Manzarek, he and James are the first guys in the Doors, right? Ray was on the beach in Venice with these guys, and uh, James reads him some poetry. Ray's like, those sound like rock lyrics, man. We should start a band. <laughs> start a band. They pick up Bobby Krieger. He's on guitar. And then Josh Densmore is on the drums. Notice the lack of bass player. And they form the Doors. I, and I don't think any of those musicians were all that capable. I mean, they were capable, but they weren't extraordinary. Ray Manzarek <clears throat> gets some props because he wrote well, – we'll get there. We'll get no, there. I meant we'll get mus- there. We'll with their instruments and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. They weren't groundbreaking. Eh, but yeah. I think it was all about the words and the LSD and the psychedelia. I think it was – yeah, it was the so. vibe. The Doors got their name from? Uh, The Pantry. Yeah, the door, just doors. There's yeah, doors. doors everywhere. No, from Aldous Huxley's book, The Doors of Perception. I don't know that book. It's, it's a, a book. I read one book. It was about the doors. <laughs> we've brought up Aldous Huxley before. He's, Have we? Yeah, he's a big philosopher. He wrote like 96 books and stuff on all sorts of subjects. But anyway, that's where the doors is. Uh, there's a line in his book, uh, The Doors of Perception, that comes from another line. Like, the doors of perception will be opened when all men realize that everything is infinite or something like that. Hmm. Everybody but James was into this Maharishi Mahesh Yogi's meditation thing, right? Like yeah, the Beatles are responsible for that, I well, think. Well, the rest of the dudes in the band, though, but like the rest of the Doors, except for James, they all had scheduled times and classes that they would go and meditate for this Mahesh Yogi thing. And James was like, I'm going to go do, do some, some more acid. acid and write some lyrics, guys. Uh, James wrote most of the lyrics himself. Now, guitarist Robbie Krieger, he co-wrote Light My Fire, Love Me Two Times, and Love Her Madly. So when James has help, it goes really, really well. On the flip side, James didn't uh, write songs playing an instrument, though. No, he didn't really play any instrument, did he? No. Well, he would just sing the melodies and then leave it to the guys to figure out the chords and the rhythm. And then James, on stage, you only saw him play the maracas or the tambourine, but he did play the moog and the organ and the grand piano and stuff like that. And not only did he play them that, he just hit by... <laughs> Man, you really don't like Jim Morrison, do you? I don't. I puked one time. 
You want me to bring a bowl of chili next? Yeah, oh, that's Nick. You you, got, you'll probably eat chili. You guys hold a grudge, don't you? I, Jeez, <laughs> I tell you. thought I was bad. January 23rd, 1966. James takes a road trip with some buddies. We haven't really had a Brian Kinsley angry old man episode in a while, have we? Oh, I was working on a rant. <laughs> I got in a whole rant about driving the other day, knowing that this was coming up, because... I'll go into it. I'm sick and tired of these people driving these giant trucks and not stopping at goddamn stop signs. Or when they come out of the a store or something like from a parking lot to a, a roadway, they don't stop. They what just kind coast, of, like a semi truck? No, like a freaking Dodge Ram, like a Ford F 150, 250, 350, a GMC, Silverados. Any of you assholes a driving pickup truck. giant pickup trucks, stop your damn truck. I know it's a pain in the ass because then you got to start your big Hemi up again, but stop. When you're coming out of freaking parking lots. Only trucks you notice don't stop? Only trucks. Nobody stops, actually. If I'm a cop and I need to make my quota, not that there's a quota system, fool, but if there is, go sit at a four-way stop. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, dude. People are all directing traffic like it's the 30s. Like, I don't pay you, dude. I pay taxes for cops to do this. I'm not paying you to tell me how to drive, and you're wrong. I got here first. Right away, I go. Then you go. Then she goes. People waving each other through. It's ridiculous. You don't like people waving people around? Oh, my God. Down here where we live, there's one driving school, right? And that's the problem. There's one driving school. They don't teach people how to fucking drive. They never, you never see people driving at night. You ever see a driving school car at night? Nope. <laughs> how you learn? Well, you, you got to have, have so many hours at night. Do you know? Well, see, I don't know the rules Before you driving anymore. schools. <laughs> before you get to the driver's t- testing thing. When, as soon as they took driver's ed out of high school, it just ruined it. It just made people drive shitty. You and I went to the same driver's ed class. Yeah. It was like six weeks in the middle of the summer, every day at like 7 a.m. Mr. Evans and Mr. Oh, Bemis teaching us how dude, to do things. Dude, what's Hart. his Zil Wiki was Zil, up there. Ziliaki. Whatever. He had the right? big afro head and those little mustache. We drove around this parking lot in this high school. And, like, we had, what, Luminas and, like, Geo Prisms and stuff like that. And they had that brake on the opposite side, you Some, know, for yep, the driver's training yep. teacher. Had, a, like, an extra brake. They mount, somehow mounted in there. Right, yeah, some switches and levers. But, yeah. yeah. And we learned how to drive really well. We had to do, like, serpentines and figure eights backwards and stuff at But speed we went on the road. No, I know them, but I'm saying we actually did, like, a course. Nowadays, they just stick people in a parking lot and then just, oh, let's go on the road. Oh, you're going too slow. Oh, you're going too fast. Like, I don't know. It's not the same all right brian, brian old man brian kinsley's angry rant learn to drive everybody everybody's Swear stupid i can't Arr, wait Arr. until self-driving cars people are going to be super pissed by the lack of control but oh you're going to be mad about something that i'm, I'm sure oh i'm not i'll be back in my day we used to have to drive our own cars drive- damn it and we liked it now they got these self-driving cars and i can't go in that hov lane and <laughs> I drive a stick too, so I'm old school. I do like driving my own car. I haven't driven a, I haven't had to use a clutch on a car in a long time. It messes you up when you do that every day, and then I, switch to your wife's car, which is an automatic. You're like, oh, oh, oh I, I think I can do it. I mean, it t- every car is a little different. Oh yeah, to get that feel for the clutch, but yeah, I could do True. it. Well, much like us driving in shitty old cars, James and his buddies take some shitty old cars and go on a trip. And uh, after a while, stuff goes a little weird people sort of start arguing stuff so the group splits up right james goes off with his buddy uh phil oleno oleno i knew you were gonna pick up on that uh and uh him and oh drive off (laughs) him and james take off right they go their way the other dudes go the other way but uh, only james comes back what happened to phil yeah exactly then uh james starts talking about how he killed phil buried him in the desert well, that's something. Phil's dad didn't really think that was funny. So uh, he calls James Bluff. He's like, 
man, the police start an investigation on you, buddy. Why don't you start telling me what's up now? So, so uh, he said he, he just came back. Phil's not around. He's like, killed him, buried him in the desert. Phil is dead. <laughs> Phil is dead. Age 23, over the course of the investigation, it turns out that James kissed a 14-year-old girl without permission. How old was he? 23. That's I'm not supposed to do that. No, you're not supposed to do that. That's like right at the beginning of the trip. Like, I don't know, kiss somebody and like, oh, okay, have a good trip. Bye. I mean, if that's all it was, man, we can get around it a little bit, but you're not supposed to do it. James was arrested on sexual assault charges and questioned about the disappearance of Phil O'Leno. Well, yeah, he said he killed him. All charges were dropped when Phil resurfaced. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> June 1966. Where was Phil at? Don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Just like, don't worry about <laughs> don't it. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, it never, they never tell you what happened to Phil. Phil's story. I don't know Phil's story. Githron, get on it. You know Phil's story. All right. June 1966, The Doors have a week-long gig as the opening band for Van Morrison. That seems about right. At Hollywood's Whiskey A Go-Go. That's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. very much a thing. It's a good club. And so here's the thing, though. James was inspired by Van and his stage work, right? Like how he did poetry sometimes <laughs> during the rock beats and then... <laughs> How uh, Morrison would like Van Morrison would crouch down to the bass drums during the instrumental parts, let the musicians kind of shine, and like you know, just sort of that reckless sort of ah, just you know, sort of stage presence, kind of. He liked Van Morrison's stage presence. Yeah, he kind of the way he conducted himself on stage, on stage. stagecraft. Yes, okay. He really liked that, so uh, that was really ins- inspirational for young James there. And then uh, there's a really cool one. They do a version of Gloria where they have Van Morrison's band and the Doors all on stage at one time to Gloria. Really? Gloria. G-L-O-R-I-A. So, yeah. That brings us up to 1967. What we're going to do right now is take a little break. A wee little break? A wee little break. For we Load up more on our margaritas and our our beers. I think I'm good on the the Guinea here. Uh, I have Guinnesses. I'm going to have a Guinea. Another tonic water for you? Oh, no, I'm good on the on the alcoholic tonic waters. Go get your tacos. Do you have tacos? <laughs> uh, do I have tacos? I don't know. I, I would love a taco right about now. Uh, I've been eating too many hamburgers lately. Seriously. It's been a problem. They're not little hamburgers either. They're big ones. Bongo song with the bongo song. All right, at break song. we watched some YouTube videos. Or no, we were watching Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> yeah, Brian had to. Brian had to show me what was the name of the show. Letter Kenny. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah, I've Hard never enough. seen that. I'm gonna have to watch. Them. Oh, it's a hilarious show. Yep, you'll have to watch some of that. If you grew up with hockey players like I did. Yeah, I got a good buddy who's <laughs> who's that kind of guy. Oh, dude. It's well, hilarious. I mean the Bob guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he toured all those areas. He was a semi-pro hockey player for 10 years. Yep, this is northern Canada, oh, so. He went small, everywhere. He's got crazy stories. Small t- oh, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, talk about crazy stories. 1967, the Doors become a national sensation. They've got some crazy stories after signing with Electra Records. Did they blow up quick? They did, because they released the single Light My Fire. And that was from the get-go. First song spent three weeks at number one yeah. on Billboard's Hot 100. Come on, baby, light my fire. Yeah. Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> Try to set the night on fire. The Doors appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. Hello. 
really good show. Really good. Tonight we've got the door. Introduced the world to people like the Beatles and Elvis, the Ed Sullivan Show did. And so it was like a big-time platform to put your band out there. They wanted the Doors to play two songs. People are strange when you're a stranger. People look ugly when you're alone. And uh, come on, baby, light my fire. Try to set. So they wanted him to play People Are Strange and Light My Fire. Yeah, Light My Fire. Two big hits at the time, right? But they wanted James to change the lyrics and Light My Fire, where he says, Higher? Girl, we couldn't get much higher. They're like, could you just go, Girl, we couldn't get much better. He didn't like that? Well, no, actually, they were quite receptive. And uh, at, at the back, well, they... Because, like, you're saying it's higher, and they thought it was, like, drugs Jaws. and stuff Jaws. like that. And the Doors were like, no, totally get it. We'll do it your way. Back we'll do the, it our way. Doing the dressing room, they're like, we're on your show. We'll do it your way. I what? like that. I, I, am not, I, I have I have my line in the sand, but yeah. we can move it a little bit for this show. Right. Ed Sullivan Show. Big. Yeah. Elvis. The Beatles. Make us big. So they went out there, and they played it the normal way. Girl, we couldn't get much higher. Fuck you, Ed Sullivan. Oh, did they do that? <laughs> yup. Oh, oh, they they, <laughs> lens, they 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 lured him in with a false sense of security. Sure did. No, we'll do it your way, bud. That's great. Dude, cameras are rolling. High fives for everybody. Uh, cameras are on. We're on TV, we're live. Not, Can't do anything. We're not doing that, are nah, we? Do it our way, guys. Right. Normal <laughs> way, guys. Ed Sullivan was pissed. Did he ban him from the show forever? Producers told the Doors they'd never play the Ed Sullivan show again. James said, quote, Hey man, we just did the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> All right, I now like him a little bit more. <laughs> I figure I'm like, trying to win you. Nope, nope. I've already stepped on your back. I'll <laughs> yeah. see you later, bud. The Doors released their second album, Strange Days. Now they had hits on multiple albums. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Their band, uh, they had a blend of blues and psychedelic rock, and kind of made the Doors one of the most popular bands. It was in the psychedelic US rock yeah. at the time. Uh, they did conceptual songs too, like. The end. This is the end. My only friend. The end. Man, if we could just get a little seed money, everybody, I'm just saying go to Patreon. Yeah. We can maybe pay for some of these songs. You don't have to listen to us sing. But. Uh, they also did one called Celebration of the Lizard. Probably still going to sing. I am the Lizard King! Because he calls himself the Lizard King. It's, all, a- it's conceptual songs. So it's like weird shit. James basically. Spader was on the, the show The Office. Like one of the, the you know, the, the, the show, the television show, The Office. Yes. Jim and Pam and Dwight. And Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Well, the American version, <laughs> of course. So, well, he was a producer. So, yeah. Do your thing. <clears throat> and he, uh, at the one of the very last shows he was in, because they kind of, you know, that character came and went. And I like James Spader. He's a he's good dude. Um, Ever since his role in Seinfeld, where he was uh, trying to give everybody the apologies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was James Spader. So... <clears throat> At the end, he looked at Jim, and he goes, you don't even know my real name. I'm the fucking, they believe it out, Lizard King. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, that's Lizard King. You want me to apologize to you because your fat head stretched out my sweater? <laughs> Is that what no, you want me to apologize to you for? That's James Spader. I did, I what was that show? He was in another show, like a lawyer. He was a bad guy, the Blacklist. The Blacklist. Yeah, I want to. I, I, man, there's so many shows I want to watch. You can watch TV forever now. I can't get off the same two stupid shows. That's this is the Joe Rogan thing. He's like, do they need to keep making porn? I mean, like, you're never gonna get through it all. <laughs> get through it. 
You're never gonna. No. I'm like, right? I barely get through two minutes of it. What are you talking about? <laughs> you stop. I right. queue up three shows. I can only get through like the first five seconds of the first one. You could stop right now, never have another ounce of porn ever made, and still be able to watch porn until you die. Yeah. You never watch the same thing twice. No. You ever see porn stars like in interviews that they're big porno stars and. <laughs> And, and you're looking at them, and you're like, I don't recognize her at all. And they give their names. Yeah, never seen. And then you'll like Google them, and you'll watch them doing their porn. Oh, I yeah, I I know her. <laughs> I've seen you. Yeah. I just didn't recognize your face. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so bad. Oh, right. oh. How does it always get to porn? I don't porn know. or food? I don't know. Speaking of porn, <clears throat> December tenth, nineteen sixty-seven, in New Haven, Connecticut, the home of porn. Uh, before a show. James was entertaining some women backstage, like this lady. He were there in the there in the green room area, you know. Sort I of. Bet he was getting it on, right? I bet he was. And then uh, they wanted some privacy, so they started to sort of slide over to the shower stall that was in this bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's hilarious. I really forgot that this story went into that. So coming off of porn, really transitioned perfectly. Uh, so they're in this shower stall, right? But this cop sees them backstage, like one of the security cops walking around the venue. Cops like, hey, break it up, break it up, break it up, and. Uh, James told the cop, he's like, I'm in the band, man. Just go away. Go away. <laughs> right? Like telling a woman to calm down. <laughs> that did not go well with the cop. Simma down. So, so the cop goes over, pushes James. Fucking Jim Morrison, bitch. So Jim pushes him back. Yeah. He's like, you know who I am? Uh, so then what's the cop do? Probably, well, calls more cop buddies. Nope. Maces both of them. Ew, that's not sexy. Take it. You take it and you like it. They're both uh, going to be arrested. Um, for what? <laughs> but, well, I, I don't know, resisting. You can be re- arrested for resisting arrest. So just think of that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, why, <laughs> why are you arresting me? Because you're resisting arrest. But uh, Okay. Huh. I guess I don't have a choice in the matter. <laughs> so they were going to arrest him, right? But uh, they didn't want to incite a riot because this is before the concert. So they're like, well, we can't really arrest the lead singer of the Doors at the concert with all these people. We'll be waiting for you when you're done. And then once the cop, funny you say that, once the cop uh, realized who he was, he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I had no idea you were you were that Jim Morrison. I thought you were just some asshole named James making out some chick backstage. So the concert goes on. James goes out. Oh, hold on. What happened in the shower with the girl? They got maced. That pretty much shuts you down, well, buddy. Turn the shower head on and wash <laughs> off a little bit. Well, he's got to play a show, too. So all the time he spent being maced, he was probably going to be doing bad things to that girl. So, huh. Or, you know, inappropriate. They're be doing bad things to each other. There you go. Come on. Uh, oddly enough, they are playing Backdoor Man. Uh, and James, you know, he would kind of go off in these poetry things, right? And he'd just start talking. Well, sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> During Backdoor Man, James goes, Sidebar. <laughs> And uh, starts telling the crowd what happened backstage for the show. He's like, you know, just to let you know, uh, cops maced me in the face back there, you know. And he starts going All into blart. <laughs> he starts launching into this incendiary diatribe against cop. Blue lives matter, Brian. Called him a little blue pig and a little blue man with a little blue hat. And just kept sort of just poking, just poking, just poking, poking. I don't think the rest of the cops that were holding, poking. you know, being hired there to keep the peace probably like that. So when James finally said, they'll do it to you, about cops macing you, as soon as he said that, all the police at the event rush the stage and arrest old James. And they charge him with inciting a riot and public obscenity because he dropped a couple of F-bombs and then indecency. Ooh. They claimed he, claimed he got his dick out. 
Did he get his dick out? Everybody, the drummer, people in the crowd, uh, like, uh, what do you call them? Writers who were there covering it say they never saw his dick. But there was like 20,000 people, so, and it was such a bad venue. Even if he did, you wouldn't be able to see it anyway. Yeah, he's a white dude. So, well, but it, what about that white at the Red Hat Chili Peppers concert? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a dick. I couldn't have done that. No. I couldn't have done that. No. Because you know what? You might not have seen their dicks. Yeah. But you saw their BHs. <laughs> yeah. Not doing that. It's that whole Tommy Lee leather G-string thing, too. Uh-uh. It's like, you know, man, that's uh-uh. well, it's a confidence I don't have. No. No. I, I'm scared. How would they keep the socks on? Oh, dude. I, I, I can't I, even keep socks pulled up on my feet. I don't want to put a band around it. Yeah, that seems like that would be uncomfortable. Yeah, I'd be glue? thinking about it the whole time. No, I'm not gluing stuff to my junk. I mean, how did they keep them socks on? Confidence, my man. Confidence. <laughs> Speaking of confidence. Viagra. James continued to uh, verbally trash the cops the entire ride to the station in the cop car. And then while he was being booked, too, he was like, fuck you guys, fuck you guys. Uh, he kept doing that to the point where several officers threatened to beat James up after their shift was over. We'll see you later, bud. What year was this? Uh, 19... Like in the 60s still? 67. 67. All right. That was a lot of cards to go back to 1967. And 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 back then you didn't have the technology like we do today to video record everything, <laughs> so they probably did it yeah. all the time. What's your name and your badge number? <laughs> Am I being detained, detained? Am I free to go? Yeah, that doesn't happen back then. <laughs> right. It's I called mean, shut the fuck cops. up Mondays. There were good cops and bad cops through the history of cops. Hey James, it's called shut the fuck up Mondays. <laughs> what do we do when we get pulled over by a cop? Shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. January 28, 1968, Las Vegas, Nevada. James is at the Pussycat A Go Go Club smoking a cigarette with writer Robert Grover. <laughs> Beautiful. James starts smoking the cigarette like it's a joint, right? Like he's got the backwards handed sort of grip on it, right? You know, that's how the French would smoke their. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's smoking well, it French. Well, the French style. would do it like this. They kind of hold it like this under their palm. There you go. Instead of holding it out, just like everybody can see it, you kind of hide it. Uh, you want to know why? No. Oh, I do know, but go ahead and tell people. Trench warfare. Right. Yeah, you, trench warfare. Aim for the cigarette butt. That's right. <laughs> they they would hide a lot of the Europeans being in so much trench warfare. Cocky Would kind of hold their cigarettes like that. And it was just the the style of smoking. It probably still is what for the people that still smoke. Makes sense. I mean, uh, logically makes sense. That's, well, how I hold, that's how I hold my e-cigarette. James starts smoking French style. And a uh, patriotic security guard saw it and was like, not my watch, buddy. A patriotic security guard? <laughs> oh, yeah. You do this American way, buddy, or uh, oh, you don't do uh, it. All right. Got it. <laughs> so James said, and I spelled it out so I could read it. James said, why didn't you jump my ass? And the security guard cracks a billy club across James' head. Eh. Don't talk back, bitch. Yakety yak. James and Robert were arrested for public drunkenness and disturbing the peace. By having billy clubs hit their head. Right. <laughs> you, you see what you did to that guy's club? Look, it's got a dent in it now. Dude. It's got blood all over it. You can't just walk around my town and hit your <laughs> hit your head against all these billy clubs. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> so, uh, as James does, he taunts the cops at the club, out in the parking lot, and then at the police station. It's this like, thing, man. Fucking pigs. Hate you guys. You guys are assholes. You're taxpayers. You work for me. I pay your salary. Anarchy. Anarchy. <laughs> you guys see what's happening? I'm being kidnapped. I'm being kidnapped. Uh, the violence inherent in the system. There's violence inherent in the system. Both guys were uh, strip searched and de-loused, so they throw the boric acid powder on them, then tossed into a cell. 
Huh. All that, for smoking a cigarette French style. Deal house. God. Hey, they got that. You remember Rambo, the movie Rambo? Yes. When they took him in it's and whatever. Now. You can see it. There's a Rambo. new Rambo out. Last Blood. And my kids saw, we saw the, the commercial. We got to finish the cycle. And I, it, it, it occurred to me. My boys need to see Rambo's. Oh, yeah. All the Rambo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the bad ones. Oh, it's Commando's, Alyssa Milano. I'm like, Rambo, though, man. Thank no, Ram- Rambo was the first one. First Blood. First Blood. That was great. That was a good that one. That was a great movie. That was a good movie. He drew First Blood. <laughs> well, this is Last Blood, and I'm going to guarantee you that Rambo dies in the end. I guarantee it here on the show. Do you want to make any predictions for the next Star Wars, Star Wars movie? It's going to suck. I don't think it'll suck. I feel like it's going to suck. Leia's my true princess. Yes. Ray has to be a Skywalker. If not, this is all stupid. You want a prediction? Prediction. Spoilers? Spoilers. Palpatine's granddaughter. And there's more than one of her. Oh, clone? No. Bring in the clones. Stupid. Dude, I think this is all setting up for the next... Big Star Wars nine movie dealio. What are you gonna do though? I mean, Ar- just cl- uh, armies of cloned Jedi's. Nah. All bad dudes. I agree with Luke Skywalker. The Jedi need to die. I'm done. I'm out. I'm pulling the shoot. Thirty yeah, he, years. He can't, the, the Force killed him. You know. Seventy. Shit. Seventy. Seven. The Force killed Luke Skywalker. No. Ray's gonna be Palpatine's granddaughter. And. We're almost working on like forty years here. Fifty years. 40, yeah, to a 90, 76, 77? Yeah. Yeah, 42, 43, 41 years, something like that. All right. My last thing I'll say is that they show the new Disney World with the Star Wars World, and this little nine-year-old girl's, like, walking up with her dad. She's like, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Like, <laughs> you shut your mouth. You do not understand what oh, I've been waiting angry for. Oh, old Brian's coming out again. Nine fucking years. Been waiting for years for this to conclude He's now fighting with nine-year-olds kidding on the me internet. you get behind me like i'm going first to the millennium falcon you don't even know you, you don't even you know man. No. you you're, don't even know you're all on han solo movie millennium falcon all right i'm no i'm way back i'm yeah i'm Jeez. geeked for the new star wars and i'm not a big movie guy i'm not I a huge star wars it. guy but it's one of those movies that has it's been with us forever Brian. i have to see how this ends it ain't it ain't ending dude it's, it's setting up the next one it's disney are you kidding me the whores <laughs> at Disney are going to string you along until you're dead. I suppose. Hey, I read an article this morning. Do you know how much money Disney made this summer at the box office? For what? For all the things they did? No. Half of it. Everyone that made a movie, including Disney, made this much money. Picture a pie graph. Right. Disney made this much of it. So, they so made Disney, half this of the summer... Movie was as big as everyone else combined. Wow. It's like the U.S. spending on, on, on military. <laughs> we spend 50% of the world's budget on um, our, on our yeah. military. Everyone else spends the other 50%, like Japan and Hong Kong and We're China and the U.K. and France and Mexico and Bolivia and Croatia and whatever. Add all those other people up, boom, that's 50%. We are the Disney of the world. <laughs> whole new world it's a small world after all owned by disney yeah 
Well, now they didn't have to come up with the new content. They just recycle everything. It's already written for them, man. That's like those Marvel movies. They're all comic books. You already got them all written. So just No, they already made a movie. It's called The Lion King. <laughs> hey, how do you think it's going to end? I don't know. Let's already do it. We'll use that movie. Okay, let's use that movie. Let's move it. Prediction. <laughs> next Lion King, 10 years, animated. I figure like people are going to get sick of remakes when they do remake Back to the Future. Wow, Doc. I really do. They'll be like, it's too far. You can't. No, we're not. Or E.T. I'm like, they're, they're going to be like, no. And we're if not they make redo E.T., they better get Drew Barrymore in there somehow. Oh, she'd have to be the mom. She'd have to be. I do like Drew Barrymore. I, I like her a lot. I think she's, I think she's funny. She's, she's good. She's my people. Well, much like myself going off on nine-year-olds and Star Wars fans, James keeps going off at the cops while he's in jail. Not supposed to do that. He just keeps firing off at the mouth, right? And again, the cops are like, "Dude, we're gonna, I'm gonna punch out, and I'm gonna kick your ass." At a point, you want to punch somebody. Well, before that happens, Robert, the guy he got busted with, his girlfriend, they post bail for both of them, and and they get out of there. All right. So, uh, 1968, The Doors released their third album, "Waiting for the Sun." They Waiting played- for the sun. I feel like it's all the same. <laughs> Uh, they play the Hollywood Bowl, right? Like, that's big time. They're getting big yeah. time, basically. Uh, it's the first time they go to Europe also for the left-handed French cigarette smoking style. They play uh, the Roundhouse in London with Jefferson Airplane. Was that before Jefferson Starship? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. And before well, what's-his-name got knocked out. Did anybody get stabbed with a bike spoke? <laughs> Not then. All right. Were they still recovering from their bikes? What <laughs> no, year this, was this? this is the oh, this is before 69. So right. right. we'll, we'll actually get there. Uh James was a long-time heavy drinker, started showing up to the studio visibly drunk around this time. He started showing up late for live shows, too. He's like, I'll get there when I get there. I got to go talk to the police first. He gained some weight, as with heavy drinking will do. Val Kilmer style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all ties. It's all, that's why they got Val Kilmer to do Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Uh, he grew a beard. He grew a beard. He stopped wearing leather pants, and he just opted for jeans and a T-shirt. Like, comfort. <laughs> As we both check our outfits, <laughs> it is function, not fashion, in this studio. I tuck my t-shirts in now to my jeans, by the way. I think we've talked about this yeah, earlier episodes. Why? Does it make you look slimmer? What are you yeah. doing there? You want to know? Yes. You don't want your ass sit, hanging out? When I sit in a seat? No. This is even worse. When I sit in a seat, I'm just kind of leaning over here. If I don't have a t-shirt on, my belt buckle digs into my belly. Right here. <laughs> it, it digs. So the t-shirt's like a... It's like what runners put on their nipples for chafing. Nipple I tape? just have my T-shirt, so anti-belly button chafing thing for my belt. I see. And I'm not even that fat. <laughs> I see. Eh. Could you could just stop wearing belts. I'll stop wearing pants altogether. Why don't you just buy pants that fit? Well, if I stop wearing pants, I'm still going to put a belt on so I can hang two pockets from it. <laughs> I see. you got to have your pockets. you got to have your pockets. you got to have, have somewhere pockets. to put your hands. Pockets. Uh, speaking of pockets. <laughs> Pockets. During the song "Touch Me," March first, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Miami, Florida. Uh, James stops during "Touch Me," and he's like, "The band, he doesn't want them to play." And he starts talking about love and hate, like the general concepts. Uh, <laughs> wait. So really, I want. I, I just want to say one thing about love and hate. Well, you should really love just each give, other more. Just give. Just get. Just give me a minute. And so an audience member gets a little twitchy during this talk, and he pours a bottle of champagne on James. Oh. He's like, bubble it up, buddy. This is a little too depressing for me. Give me some chipper. And uh, 
James. Who's, who's got a bottle of champagne <laughs> at a crowd? <laughs> I mean. In Miami, Florida, man, they're popping bottles. That's what they do. Let's go hear the doors. A little Chrissy Chrissy. Right. So, <laughs> right. So James goes goes hockey player and he whips off his, his jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> takes his hat off. Takes his jer- takes his t- tank top off. Tarps off, boys. Puts <laughs> puts hat back on. <laughs> Smooth go. Move. It's go, go time. It's go time. Yeah. So like James gets his high school party on, and uh, <laughs> but he holds he holds holds the jersey uh, holds a jersey holds a shirt over his crotch, right? He starts simulating masturbation. He starts yelling, "You want to see my cock?" Uh, uh, I know uh, the right answer uh, to that. Uh, uh, Want to see my cock? N- no. <laughs> uh, uh. Nope. James also allegedly exposes himself on stage as well. Allegedly. Well. Concert promoters shut the show down after James starts screaming for revolution. This guy just wants to make a mess. Audience members start climbing on stage. and So, uh, it's chaos. Anarchy. <laughs> Anarchy. Some say growing up in a military home may have led to some rebellion. I don't know. Yeah, trying to trying to swim the other direction a little bit too hard, is yeah, he? Just, just uh, I think thou protest too much, sir. Six warrants are issued for James's arrest that night for lewd and lascivious behavior. That's a felony. Two misdemeanors for profanity and two misdemeanors for public exposure and one for public drunkenness. Huh. They're coming hard. You got to cast a wide net sometimes after these celebrities. James turns himself in one month later. Screaming and yelling at the police the whole time. <laughs> He's found guilty of public exposure and profanity, but not the lewd behavior. So he drops the uh, felony. Lawyers. And, uh, or the public lawyers. He gets six months and a $500 fine. James appeals the first two charges, posts $50,000 bail, and he's waiting for his appeal trial. So he's waiting to see if he has to actually go to jail. Correct. <coughs> November 9th, 1969. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. James and his buddy Tom are uh, flying to Phoenix to see the Rolling Stones play at Veterans Memorial Coliseum. They're like, we're going to a concert. Love this the Stones. This is before. Uh, Let's go. This so is, This is before. Their concert up there in Northern California. Correct. All right. James and Tom are accused of vulgar language. And the, before the Stones, uh, what was that one called? What? The concert in Northern California that we talked about. Not the Monterey Pop Festival. No. The free Altamont. Altamont. Yeah, this is before Altamont. Oh, this is right before, before Altamont. Right yeah. before Altamont. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so James and James and Tom are flying to see the Stones before Altamont. Mm-hmm. And they're on the plane. They're accused of vulgar language and throwing glasses inside the aircraft while it's in flight. You're not even supposed to do that today. You're not <laughs> you, you can't do that. Oh, well, they'll drag your ass off the plane for anything anymore. Oh, dude, yeah, watch your political views. Just oh shut, my shut up, get on the plane. Just be quiet, sit down, shut up. Shut the fuck up, Mondays. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, they're booked into city jail for drunken disorderly conduct on a flight and interference with the flight crew. Yeah. Can't yeah. do that. A lot of people are trying to do things, man. It's not all about you. Before his arrest, Arizona state officials banned the doors from performing in Phoenix ever again. Huh. I guess the who aren't allowed to in Flint. <laughs> yep. And the doors aren't allowed in Phoenix. Well, he almost caused a riot last time he was in Phoenix, too. So they're well. just like, this guy, two strikes, you're out. He didn't put a didn't put a car in the pool. The doors passed on Woodstock. Did they? Robbie yeah. Krie- Robbie Krieger said, uh, quote, we never played at Woodstock because we're stupid and turned it down. We thought it would end up like a second-class repeat of the Monterey Pop Festival. The what? Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? It was the Yes Festival. Hey, I just saw <laughs> I just saw a 
list of what all the bands that Woodside got paid. Oh, oh, wow. Wasn't a lot. Yeah, nope, probably wasn't. I mean, some of the bigger names got paid more, but not a whole lot. I don't even think it was a lot Santana and those dudes made like a grand, maybe, 500 bucks. Yeah. Well, August 4th, 1970. No, they got paid in the thousands, but. Oh, did they really? Well, yeah, but you got to split that up. You got to think. You're the who? You're getting paid 25,000. Make it five grand. That's not bad, though. I mean, for a three-day rock festival. Yeah. But what about Santana's and the Hendrix's and? Uh, I think Jimi Hendrix was the highest paid. Okay. I think his band was the, was the one of the highest paid, if probably the highest paid. Crosby, Stills, Nash were filling. So did they make a bunch of money? I, I think mean, they. I yeah. Well, no, nobody money? made that much. I don't even think by that the standard of then it was all that much money. I see. But that freaking barely sold any tickets. Everybody just like stormed the gates. Well, all right, let's do this. It's all the exposure, right? I mean, well, that's launched them all into some crazy ass careers. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think that the Who had to worry about money much longer after that. No, people knew who they were. Yeah, the Who. Exactly. Didn't happen. No, people knew who they were. Well, much like the Who, August fourth, nineteen seventy, people knew who James was. Uh, he fell asleep late drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep on the porch, on the front porch. And, uh, oh, stereo, oh, stereotype in their brain? What? No. What? No. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know what you're talking about, but that's fine. Uh, James is asleep on the front porch, right? And it uh, wasn't his front porch. It was the front porch of Eleanor Bros. Uh, she's 68. She's got a house in West Hollywood. It's it, not Eleanor Bros. It's Bro- Eleanor Bros. B-R-O-U-G-H. Oh, bra. it might be Bra. Bras? So Eleanor Bros. Yo, Bra. So E-Bros. Hey, Bra. So, yeah, James is out Don't drinking, me, and he's bro. like, I'm just going to go sleep on the porch here because I, I think I'm home. But there's not. she found him. She went out for the morning paper. And she's like, holy shit, that's Jim Morrison. And why is this cock out? <laughs> Get out of my porch. Get out here. Like she's shooting off cats. <laughs> so Eleanor calls the cops. They arrest James. He pays $25 in bail, and uh, he's released. Scheduled to go to court in Beverly Hills a little later on. $25 in bail. <laughs> right. March 1971, James heads off to Paris to join his friend Pamela Corson, as we were talking about. That 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 girl, Reese Witherspoon, right? No, that's who plays her in the movie. You read it to me before when the episode started. It wasn't Reese Witherspoon? Oh my god! It's with a knife. No, oh. it wasn't. We, it wasn't Reese. It wasn't her. That's who it was. That's what you said. She rents an apartment. Meg Ryan, dick. Fine. Same thing. It's all the same. Just about. So Meg Ryan rents an apartment in uh, 1719 Rue Bio in La Marais, Paris. 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 That's how you say that. It's French. I actually had three years of French in high school. I can sort of speak French like my Sesame Street. Mrs. Harshfield, if you're ever listening to this, I apologize for everything I did in French class. I was a dick. I was a bad student. I was a disruption to your class. I should have never jumped out that window during the fire drill. I know that now. <laughs> I'm sorry. And my French teacher, like my last quarter of the semester, she says, Ben, there's no way you can pass my class. <laughs> you could ace everything from here on out. But how bad you've already done up until this point, not gonna you're not going to get, you not can't gonna, get a passing grade. Mathematically, pass. you've already failed. And we still have <laughs> three months of school to go. Wow. So here's the deal. Zero effort, Ben, huh? Here's the deal. She's I didn't need I didn't need the credits. I didn't need I didn't give a shit. 
Wow. She Philly. says, okay, Philly this class. was my, this was my fifth hour class. My sixth hour class was yep. gym. Yup. Which I didn't ever went. Our gym teacher was an old drunk. He didn't take attendance. It was gym. He was one of our driver's ed teachers. One of our driver's ed Hit teachers. Hit your head with your head really hard. Now imagine if like you didn't have a seatbelt on. Who the fuck is this guy? So Mrs. Harshfield says to me, she says, I'll make a deal. I'm going to write you a hall pass. One for every day until here on out. Go do whatever you want. Go to the library. You just have a hall. Walk around the halls. Don't care. And so she knew I was such a terrible disruption. And I was. Kicked you out of class. She didn't kick me out. She allowed me not to have to go. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be there. She didn't, she didn't want, want me there. there. <laughs> Here's a hall pass. So the best part was. And so I, I came in, typing was my first hour. Didn't need that either. It was typing 201, so it was like second year of typing. Were you guys using your thumbs? Well, yeah, for the space bar. Oh, yeah, other than that, waste of time. We all type with our thumbs now. Oh, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> a voice to talk, voice to text. So I didn't come in for my first hour. Yeah, went to push. second, third, and fourth hour. Right. And then got hopped hop my ass in the Monte Carlo at fifth hour for French. Went home. And then never showed up to sixth hour, which was gym. Didn't care. <laughs> you know, they they let you take four years of gym back then. When did you get your GED? Oh, my gosh. I still graduated <laughs> with a pretty good, I mean, good enough to get in a mat. Weren't you on the <laughs> tennis team? I was on the tennis team and the baseball team. Wow. Yeah. What a dandy. Yeah, Mrs. Harshfield. She, her and I got along well other than the student-teacher relationship. We couldn't get along. That was your French teacher? Yeah, that was my French teacher. I feel like it was the coyote and that little dog that had the hair growing over his eyes and the Morning Looney Ralph. Tunes. Morning, Morning Sam. Sam. Like, you walked to the, you walked, when you, you were fine, you were friends, and then you punched the card, you got into French class, and you had to go at it like cats and dogs. So you had to be combative with this teacher is what I'm hearing. I was just the disruption. I didn't care about French. I couldn't learn it. Nice. I, I, the fire drills would go off. I jumped out of the window. You, ah! see, you sound like a disruption. Huge. Adam was in that class with me, too. Oh, my God. He said, you wouldn't believe how much we actually started getting done after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, All right. Well, we're well, Jim Morrison. Much like yourselves, when Jim gets out of town and he's in Paris, he shaves his beard, he drops his weight. Things are getting better, man. Things are going good. Just had to get away from his rowdy friends <laughs> who were a bad influence on him. Yeah, it's always uh, somebody else's fault. He'd go for long walks around Paris and the city. He liked Paris. Yeah, things yeah. were great, right? July 3rd, 1971, age 27. Pam finds James dead in the bathtub. It sounds like it's going great. <laughs> things wonderful. Were, I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, things were going well. Are you choking a ham sandwich? No, that's the Elvis. Uh, the cause of death was listed as heart failure, but no autopsy was ever performed. Like, the French didn't require that as part of their investigations. They just stuck him in the hole in the ground? like, he's dead. <laughs> Are they clear? He I'm is declare. dead. Y'all as an eclair. <laughs> His cream filling is spoiled. James did have bad asthma, though. I will taunt you for a second time. And he used an inhaler. <gasps> yeah? He took this thing called Marax, and as a drug used to treat asthma back in the day, but the FDA has since banned it because when you take Mararax with alcohol, it can cause death. <laughs> so again, Sounds like that might might have a couple uh, three-legged stools of proof to stand on here. No autopsy. Yeah. There big Pharma. Beginning of Big Pharma. James is buried at the, oh, God, Pierre Lachaise Cemetery 
in uh, Paris. La Champs-Elysees. His name is wrong. They listed him as Douglas James Morrison instead of James Douglas Morrison. Is that what's on the tombstone? Right. It's incorrect. Some it's a shrine. It's a bit of a shrine. Some yeah, it's one of the most popular uh, visited things ever in, in the in the history of French cemeteries. Yeah, yeah. People still go there, even though it's wrong. Uh, some suspect James faked his death. Might still be alive. Really? Him and Elvis? He's palling been, around. He's been spotted in the Bahamas. He's been spotted in Paris. He's been spotted in Oregon. 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 That's just Val Kilmer. So, um, uh, there's some documentaries on on the YouTube's about the possible existence of Jim Morrison. So check that out if you're curious about that. I wonder. I I had two. Yeah, if you were just dumb rich celebrity and you want to fake your death and sure. have 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 your second part of your life be more anonymous i wonder if you could i wonder how hard it would be and i don't think it would be impossible to do which no. then leads me to my next thought is i wonder who's doing it but can you uh, tupac biggie can you just let go can you cut free i mean like you as an individual you would have sure you got all the money you're living in ibiza ibiza and uh nobody you can't talk to your family again you can't talk to your friends you can't really get on social media you can't well, really you, go out and do you, stuff. You, you could. You'd have to change your look after a couple of years, and you, then you, you could. could. You could maybe have some people in on it, the people you cared about. But I think because if you're a celebrity and you ju- were just driven so far away from being in the limelight, you hated it, a lot of your friends and your family never treated you the same throughout that existence of your celebrityism, celebrityhood. So you would maybe be willing to give up on some of them. I suppose. I mean, there's... There's some of my family I wouldn't mind giving on now. Some don't have family either, some of these celebrities. That's why they were driven that much. And and a lot of them, maybe they question if they ever were my friends. Yeah. Were you my friend because I was me or because I had a money and cocaine? Right. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm not saying he is or isn't. I'm just saying if you had the means to fake your death and just go live on a private island somewhere. It is possible. I'm wondering, and not, I agree it's possible, and I'm wondering who's, if, done, who's it. done it. Somebody's done it. Yeah. If you can think of it, somebody's probably done it. Yeah. That's well, what <laughs> That's what our friend... Oh, no. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? A friend of ours, a mutual good friend of ours that we have mentioned on the air before, not the person whose name shall not be spoken. Oh. Um, we were talking to him one time about a girl he was going out with. But he faked his death? What? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm like, what? No, and they they were kind of kinky. They got kinky. Oh lord. And I know I know what's going on. And now. we're and we're just talking, dr- getting drunk one I night. I know what's going on. Now. And he's like, man, we just do some crazy shit, like sexually. That's what I've heard. And he's, and, 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 what do you mean? Tell, explain. <laughs> and he goes, I'm not telling you. Poor kid. <laughs> but if you can imagine it. We've done it, and 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 so I'm starting to like. If I can imagine it, (laughs) (laughs) if I can imagine it, he's like, I understand you have a good imagination. Yep, we've done it. Me want snoo snoo. (laughs) She was a big exactly. uh, I liked I liked her. Futurama cosplay. I I I thought she was fun. I thought she was. She was interesting to talk to. Speaking of old times. James died two years to the day of Rolling Stones guitarist Brian Jones and nine months after the death of Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. Really? You ever hear the 27 Club? You got the 27 died? Yep. Is that it? No, I've never. But I, no, I, seriously? Yeah. You not? No. Oh, that's a thing, man. That's like a cultural phenomena sort of in music and stuff is the 27 Club because you got people like Robert Johnson, Brian Jones, Alan Blind Owl Wilson, Jimi Hendrix, 
Janis Joplin, Ron Pigpen McKernan, he's from the Grateful Dead, uh, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. No shit. Now, the statisticians have done the numbers, and there's no weird statistical anomaly. There's a club for all mages. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But this is the 27 club, and uh, Jim Morrison is part of that. All right. Made it Jim to 27. Morrison. And the quote from James himself, quote, there's nothing wrong with being a large mammal. Enough said. All right. Jim Morrison, everybody. You know, there – Everybody heard what I had to say about him at the beginning of the <laughs> episode when I was talking about like puking, whatever. I honestly wish that he didn't die and kept going on and ended up making really bad music instead of on a high note. Yeah, that way they would have never say. made a movie about him. I wouldn't right. have had to watch a dumbass movie. Wouldn't have puked, right? That was, that was the whole thing with Elvis, too. They're like, imagine if he would have lived, he'd just be grinding it out like Wayne Newton style in he Vegas. Was, he never Elvis was doing that. <laughs> Elvis like old Elvis, was doing like that at the old. Hilton Gardens. He was doing there you a go. show a night. Nice, big fat Elvis getting up there to <laughs> hur, 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 aye, aye, aye. on Strawberry Hill, and he was just a big fat dude at the Flamingo. I don't think that's his no Flamingo at Paris, the Hilton Flamingo. Yeah, the Flamingo was the gangster club. Yeah, well, it was I? I remember staying there. I've been there. Yeah. yeah, it had the. Uh, it also had the Star Wars exhibit, Star Trek exhibit. That Star Trek about was ten years ago. Awesome. Or twenty. Oh, twenty years ago. <laughs> I was gonna say. Eh. Twenty. Eh. I was chased by Borg through the deck of the Starship Enterprise. Yeah. It was amazing. No, but you know Elvis did do that. Jim Morrison. I didn't know he got like got a little got bit by a bee a little bit. A little for bit. A little while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then well, he shaved a few lbs. Well, it got out of America off that under that French diet. I. Really, you think the French diet? Oh, they are a lot. They use a lot of cream. It's the whole thing, like French girls. Or as the French call it, creme. Creme. All right. It's All right, Jim we Morrison. Bo- we both had French in high school, and we both sound like shit. I don't know any French. <laughs> I apologized, France. Oh my God, what are we doing? What? France was like the largest European country that just downloaded our last couple podcasts, remember? Yeah. They are huge now. Oh, we have a huge French population. I apologize so much. I'm what sorry. are we apologizing for? Our terrible French. <laughs> well, I can't apologize for not speaking a language. You took French in high school. I was in a classroom. I wouldn't say I took French. I had three years of French. I, I feel like <clears> I did a little bit okay. I don't know. Je m'appelle I, I, I don't have a real problem with Parle France. Oui, je parle. I mean... Not anymore that I got a real problem with every other country, including mine. Come see, thumbs up. Oh, the French. I got no problem with the French. I don't know anything about the French people, to be honest, so I'm good. I know a little bit about them. I know I mean, smoke history. cigarettes. Right. right. Don't smoke a cigarette all backwards. You get one, you won't get shot, but the cops in America will arrest you. That's where they got that big, huge triangle thing, right? Made out of stone? I think it's glass. No, the pyramids. That's Egypt, buddy. Where, where's Egypt? Uh, I don't know. Africa? <laughs> ha ha. No, they do have the Louvre in France. That's the we have big a map right That's here. the big that's the big uh the Louvre. The big uh triangle thing. Yeah, they have a glass triangle built in front of the Louvre, which yeah. is a very nice art museum. And they got that big 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 huge phallic symbol there. That I don't know about. The Eiffel be... Tower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was built for the World's Fair. That was supposed to come down. They're supposed to take it apart, but they're like, it's nice, let's leave it. Lazy French. <laughs> Because we said lazy French. Uh, again, I'm so sorry, French people. That's another episode of Crime and Music. If you'd like to complain to us, just hit us up on social medias. I'll 
pass it along to Ben. Hey, did that guy ever start critiquing and telling us all the dumb shit we're getting wrong every single time? Did we ever hear back from him? Githron? Yeah. No, not yet. Dude, get on it, dude. What are you, French? Wow. No, he's English, so that's probably more offensive Close enough. <laughs> Was there like a river between them? What do you got, a little body of water, like a pond? Is there some type of small pond? Or that's where they, they cut like Chanel a, number five, the, 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 the English Chanel. I take Chanel number five. We're just alienating so many people now. I feel so bad. Why do you make me do this? It's we the are margaritas. Ma we are Americans, dude. We're expected it's to know nothing. They're supposed to be morons. It's margaritas. Not. They're French. Margarita. 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 Before we run out of the song, give us our ending. Uh, guys, hit us up on social medias or go to the website. That would be bestcrimemusic.com. Leave us a speak pipe of your best uh, French. And uh, if you have any suggestions of people we should cover, please let us know there as well. And like the song says, never trust a big button smile. to achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.